Episode 6 of the Dogs of War podcast is brought to you by Angry Browns fans, the greatest Browns-specific meme Instagram account of all time. Follow us on Instagram at Angry Browns fans and like and rate the podcast Dogs of War on iTunes and Spotify. Let's go. 18 seconds left. He's got the snap. Back the pass. Up in the pocket. Shooting it long and deep. And it's picked off. They got it. Terrence Mitchell's got it. And it's all over here now. They can't take it away anymore. 11 seconds left to go. Mitchell takes the football. He's going to run it down to the best fans. The most patient fans in the league. Right to the dog pound. Up and in he goes. One, two, one, two. Check, check. Looks like we made it. Two cities, one cast. Oh, this is crazy. We are in different locations, and you guys wouldn't even know if we didn't say anything. Kevin, how's Dayton, Ohio treating you? Dayton, Ohio is phenomenal as always. Been here since Thursday. Getting up and at them bright and early tomorrow to get up to the 216. A lesser podcast would have given up on this multi-city dilemma, but not us. A lesser podcast wouldn't give you three parts. No, we're going to go with a three-part show. We're going to go with a three-part show this week. Part one, which is pretty much this part, where we will discuss how we're feeling on the verge of the greatest conquest known to man. Part two, me and Kevin are going to be trolling around Muni lot, different tailgate spots, talking to the common folk. We're also common folk, but talking to our fellow common folk, Cracking beers with them. We'll see how that goes in part three, the post-game recap. We are as common as common folk can get. We're pretty common. Uh, Kevin, how do you feel? It's like Christmas Eve. I'm the most excited for a ground season of my life. I mean, you're always excited for the season to come back, obviously, because it's more like you're hate-watching, you know? <laughs> yeah. But there's so much to look forward to. I'm going to have a hard problem sleeping tonight. I cannot wait. Let's just get this kickoff going now, please. Apparently, people are already getting lot getting in line at Muni Lot. I don't, or I don't doubt it. How are I'm, you feeling? I'm excited. I've never been excited for any one day in my life that I can think of, but I'm also incredibly nervous. Meaning, How's the weather in Cleveland right now? It's fantastic. Seventy Good. degrees, not a cloud. Just like that. When I get back tomorrow. Oh yeah, dude. I have talked shit to so many people on the Instagram machine that are going to haunt me if something drastic happens tomorrow. So I am nervous. Oh, I'm horrified. My, my biggest fear is a, after all this and this off season, and it's finally something that we're proud of and have a team, a slow start, but we're not going to be like, we're not going to act like that. We're not going to think about that. Nope. We're not thinking about it at all. Uh, I've been, I've been looking up Twitter updates on Joe Schilbert. It looks like he's had no rock climbing related accidents. So that's good. Yeah, I checked the injury report and there's nothing, so we're good. Thanks, Megan. <laughs> good looking, Megan. Let's get into the Muni Lot payphone and get this bad boy going. Let's go. Leave a message. Leave a message. What's up, Angry Browns fans? My name is Jake. I go to Miami University of Ohio. Went to the first football game today, and it just got me even more hyped up for the Cleveland Browns to kick the Titans' butts. 
tomorrow. Go Browns. Hi, this is Raleigh's better half, Kate. I know you guys are at the Browns game today, and I just wanted to say, Raleigh, please do not get too drunk. Kevin, please do not let Raleigh get too drunk. I don't need you both hungover tomorrow recording a podcast in my living room. All right, have so much fun. Go Browns, bye. And we're back. That was my roommate, Kate. Sweet girl, that Kate. But I am going to be getting hammered tomorrow. I, I got you, much. Kate. I got you. Not too hammered. We got to be coherent for the game because uh, there's going to be an in-depth analysis for part three. So who knows? Anyway. I can't wait to see the dog pound. Anyway, everybody get some sleep. Try to get some sleep. Can't wait for tomorrow. Go Browns. Go Browns. For part two, I'm going to record on my phone for this podcast. People all over the Muni lot, the pit, around the stadium. Who knows? We'll see where this goes. Enjoy. Yeah, we got Raleigh checking in here on the quest to get to Muni lot on foot. I swear I feel like Frodo traveling through Middle Earth trying to deliver the one ring. I walked by one of those electric scooters uh, that you can rent, kind of like Uber. Would have taken time off the trip. But guess what, guys? Drinking and scootering is frowned upon. It's illegal. And we here at the Dogs of War podcast, we don't do illegal things. So do the right thing. Plus, there's a lot of cops. Alrighty, I am with a couple of special guests on this makeshift podcast mobile quest thing. I'm with Nate and Steve. They are from, you're from Youngstown originally, and you moved back 10 years ago. Uh, Nate, you're still in Youngstown, or excuse me, you're still in Southern California. Southern California. And this is their first Browns game ever. Oh, wow, I can't speak. This is their first Browns game ever. Father and son. They've traveled the world to get here, and they follow us on Instagram, and they listen to the podcast, Dogs of War Loyalists. Let's go. How are we feeling today? Fucking great. This is going to be a phenomenal experience. First Browns game in Cleveland. Can't wait. All righty. Well, my ability to maintain dialogue is questionable at best when I'm sober, let alone 15 beers deep, so we're going to cut this off. Go Browns. What's your prediction? I'm going to go Cleveland by 10. Okay, I had Cleveland 56, uh, Titans 7. 35 nothing. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> hey, let's go shotgun a beer or something. This is Raleigh. Raleigh checking in. I am... Brian, what's the name of this tailgate? It's the... Munis- it's the uh, prosecutor's building, the public defender building. Public defender building. Yeah, we are slamming beers outside of the public defender building. I'm here with Brian Zabo, Zabo Apparel Company. We're going to go to the game together, actually. But uh, before I head to Muni Lot, Brian, how are we feeling about the game? I feel pretty confident. I'm going to make a conservative prediction, though, of probably 74 to 3 Browns. I, I, I'm hoping the offense comes off quick. I, I don't know if it's going to be a slow start. But the defense is there. I'm going 56-10 Browns. Excellent. All righty. Uh, yeah, I'll chug a beer later. Promise, Kate, I wouldn't get too drunk. I think Miles Garrett will probably have like seven point five sacks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Olivia Burton probably going to come in with three at the minimum. Uh, it's going to be an ass beating on all accounts. Yes. 
Godspeed and go Browns. All right, rally checking in, trying to get to my cousin's tailgate, which is in the pit. I am jogging. I am going upstream. Oh, this cop just is stopping traffic for me. Thank you, officer. Oh, I've not done this much cardio since Nam. Pray for your boy. Kevin, if something happens to either one of us, it's been an honor and a privilege doing the podcast with you. Part three, post-game recap. Holy shit, what happened, Kevin? The aftermath. Welcome to episode six, first of all. Here we are, the day after. I still do not have a voice from this game. Were you happy yelling or sad yelling, Kevin? It was a lot of both. I think I lost my voice right after they did the whole year 2019 Cleveland Browns and they came out onto the field before all the individual starter intros. I don't think I've screamed that loud in a very long time. That's when all the emotion finally just erupted after all this six-plus months of waiting. I have no voice. I had zero voice yesterday. This is actually a huge improvement from then, but we're going to try and get through this here. Dude, I was at section 320 in the dog pound, and me and my buddy Brian and his two friends that we were with, we were the only ones standing up towards the beginning. It was a lot of uh, older folk. And a security guard yells at me. He says, hey, make sure you're sitting down so the people behind you can see. And I said, sir, I've been waiting 20 years for this moment. And he laughed and said, we all have been waiting 20 years. And some people laughed and stood up. But I'm like, sir, you're the reason this whole section's standing down or sitting down. And uh, I I was pissed. I didn't even know it was possible for security guards to yell at somebody or tell them to sit down at Cleveland Brown Stadium. Yeah, I'm going to write a stern letter to Jimmy Haslam about that. That's unheard of. Well, he's got his own problems with Tennessee right now, but that's for another podcast. <laughs> Not the outcome we expected, huh? Now, kind of the total opposite of what I expected. We got a little too carried away. Yeah, you know what? I don't know what we were thinking as Cleveland fans to expect to just roll over any team. And I, I don't know why we thought we deserved a home opener win like yeah I was born into zero and one (laughs) oh and one excuse me that's all I know I think it's only been one time in my life that we've ever won that home opener we're used to it we can't pretend that we're not expecting an opener victory we were all out of line that's entirely on us dogs of war but we're not panicking we needed some humble pie the road. Big slice of humble pie was had. We all knew that the road to the Super Bowl wouldn't be an easy one. The team needed this. We need to make adjustments, small adjustments, a shit ton of small adjustments. Very small adjustments. Also, maybe not get 18 penalties next game. 18 penalties don't make it easy. For 1,000 yards or 180, but same thing. <laughs> that first drive, though, was the biggest tease ever. I don't think I've, and I was sitting there with my dad and a bunch of other people. I was in section 307. I was not in the dog pound. Don't judge me for it. I got a free ticket, and you don't say no to free tickets, of course. We got four first downs in a row. I looked over at my dad, a lot of other people. I was like, I don't think I've ever seen four first downs in a row in my life as a Browns fan. Yeah, it was, it wasn't a tease. It was a sample of the things to come, our potential. I meant a tease for the rest of that game, but we were humming. <laughs> yep. And then something happened that I don't really know what, because I'm not an analyst, but it wasn't good. Something along the lines of 18 penalties. 
few things I want to address as well. Let's go into the Titans that are complaining about getting beer dumped on them when they jumped into the dog pound. Yeah, I... He's lucky only a beer got poured on him. That's not true. (laughs) Joe Thomas came over the top on Twitter today and said, it's against the rules to jump into the opposing teams or an opposing stadium's section anyway. You got beer dumped on you. It's Cleveland Browns Stadium. It's an NFL game. We're losing. You jump up into our fans. What do you expect? It wasn't battery acid. Wear it as a sense of pride, if anything. It wasn't a beer bottle. You got a cup of beer thrown at you. Tough look, buddy. Shut up, get off Twitter, move along. Yeah, so shame on that guy and for the way he massacred our team. But seriously, take it easy, guy. There's also a lot of talk I saw from some of the other uh, franchises out there that we were booing our own team. No. Absolutely not. Well, all right, hang on, I lied. I did boo one player, Robinson, for getting kicked out for kicking someone in the head. <laughs> yeah. I will boo you any day of the week if you kick someone else in the head. You are eight feet tall, 500 pounds. You're a lineman. You don't have to kick somebody in the head. Yes, that is the player I booed. I will do that every single time. But no, when there's 18 penalties, when we're starting what it felt like every drive, first and 20 or first and 30 because of penalty we just inherited from the drive before, yeah, you're going to have a stadium full of wound up, passionate not entirely sober fans booing the or booing the refs. It happened at any stadium. It would happen with any team. So the shit on Twitter of people, oh, you guys look at these the Browns fans booing their their players. That couldn't be further from the truth. I couldn't believe that was even being said online. Well, Kevin, I think that's a very biased approach. You booing that man. I in turn asked, what did the other D linemen say to Greg Robinson that deserved a kick to the head? Did you ever think of getting his side of the story, Kevin? Nope. I'm just kidding. Kicking people in the head is unacceptable. He's not getting fined or suspended, though. Uh, I don't know how to feel about that. Nice, good, bad. Not suspended. That's huge for us, for the team. You should slap him with a fine. I don't know if you should slap him with a fine. I just want him to block for Baker. That's all I want. It's going to be fine. Let's move on to the positives, the silver linings, if you will. Downtown was so much fun. I had an absolute blast. It was St. Patrick's Day down there. Walking into the stadium, first of all, we got to figure out this electronic ticketing thing. Uh, that, dude. The pictures online looked like we were doing a parade. There were just a million people surrounding the stadium because no one could get in fast enough. For those of you that don't know or are unaware, they are requiring you to download your mobile ticket app no more paper tickets are no more paper tickets a screen capture of the barcode doesn't even suffice you have to have a phone with juice and some kind of internet capability i guess they provide it there but if you're not tech savvy you're screwed uncle dave i'm sorry you may never see the browns play live again paper tickets only so that was a that was a challenge that was a struggle it was interesting to see some people losing their minds there other than that I had so much fun in that game up until we started getting killed, smoked. But the energy was palpable. I mean, you could see an absolute change just from the the introductions, too. And all the different videos and intros the players are putting up. My favorite is when they had Kirko up on the scoreboard when he does the dog check and he has the whole arena go, aru, the the movie 300, the war chant. That was awesome. Finally have something 
awesome for the whole stadium to unite on. None of this who day or where dad or whatever the hell those people down south do for their teams. But it's finally the one universal thing the Browns can have whenever they just scream out on that scoreboard, dog check, and then the whole arena at one time was, ah, ooh. That was pretty badass. That was awesome. I, I don't even remember at that point in the day. Let's talk about the pregame festivities. That city was bumping from the pit to the Muni lot. I forgot how much of a cluster F word the Muni lot becomes, but I made the trek there and back a couple of times. I ran into a father and son, Nate, and his dad. Don't remember your dad's name, Nate. He said, hey, man, we just got in from California. This is my first time in Cleveland for a game. I guess his dad's, uh, Steve, that's it, is from Youngstown. And they listen to the podcast. They are dogs of war. I said, oh, well, let's grab a beer and record you for our podcast. You guys heard them earlier. And then as we were walking to their tailgate, we came across another father and son that were from Texas that were fans of the show, fans of the Instagram. I was like, how many father-son combos from out of state are there? Never enough. Yeah, it's... uh, it was a thing of beauty. Everybody was so happy, having a great time. And, uh, yeah, up until the third quarter, it was just a magical experience. You want to talk about the Muni Law. How about the day before when it was noon and there was already a mile long of cars waiting to get in? I did not witness it, but it's absurd. The people are hungry. Hopefully, that, hopefully this ass beating doesn't put too much of a dent in that. But we needed some humble pie. Absolutely, did. But we're on to Monday. Monday night. That's why this podcast is coming out Thursday because we have an extra day. Monday night football against the Jets. How are we feeling? We need them to adjust. It's not time to panic, but it is time to see that these guys can bounce back. I think they're going to bounce back, but who knows? Today is Tuesday. I liked Freddie's press conference this morning. He said he told everyone in the locker room to look at themselves in the mirror. He said he has no worries that people will bounce back and that they'll make some adjustments from this past game. Jets versus Browns, though, this is a big matchup. The rematch from last year when Baker's first game came in, it took us from a come-from-behind win. The Jets just blew a 16-point lead to the Bills this past Sunday. So both teams are coming in pretty hungry and very, very desperate for a win. Let's talk about the Scottish hammer, more silver lining. The guy is a punting legend. Until you see this guy kick in person, I had no idea how high he kicks that ball. Yeah, he kicks it a mile, but I swear, he kicks it so far up, it was going out of the stadium. I guess, according to the internet, he had the second best average hang time at 4.75 seconds. You can't coach that, Kevin. No, it's natural, God-given ability and talent. Shout out, Scotland. You better hope that he is not punting against your team. Just kidding. Alrighty, and uh, to wrap this up, we have a bonus call for the Munilot payphone. Something I wanted to separate from the other ones, as it was pretty positive, as it was pretty positive and inspiring. Kevin, play that recording. Hey, what's up, Dogs of War? I'm just calling in to tell you how much I appreciate your podcast. Whenever I see a new episode, I start it up, put my earbuds in, and take my dog for as long as the walk as the episode is. You guys are really the favorite part of my week. And really, I'm about to go to Culver's tonight for the first time to pick up a butter burger because y'all. Anyways, keep doing what you're doing and go Browns. Kid, I don't know who you are, but 
that recording was awesome and meant a lot to me and hopefully Kevin. The biggest takeaway I have from that recording, Kevin, is that this kid went to Culver's because we told him to. Case study right there, case in point. Culver's, Taco Bell, wake up. Time of jobs from, from ads on this podcast. You need us to represent you officially. We will take your franchises to the next level. That's all I got. That's a wrap for episode six. We did it. We got through week one. Week two, Monday night football and the Jets await. Everyone just relax. It's one game. We're going to be fine. Just lick your wounds. Avoid the internet. If you're a Brown-specific meme page, avoid the internet. You're getting cyberbullied left and right. Just suck it up. Move on. We're all going to be fine. We'll see you next week for episode seven. We'll get some interviews back. That does it for now. Good night, Cleveland. Oh,